Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent, controversial, groundbreaking. The great liberators are coming. Hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the great liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White. everyone doing out there this is none other than mr amiri brown host of the great liberators radio show um the number to call in tonight is 646-564-9858 that's 646-564-9858 i'm waiting to get uh, a couple of my other co-hosts um on here but, you know, just until they come, I want to, you know, just speak to, you know, the topic tonight. Because what we're discussing tonight is R. Kelly and black male sexual abuse. Um, you know, recently things have been ramping up with the spotlight that has been placed on Mr. Robert and this apparent um, fetish he has for young girls and underage girls. And just first off, let me say that his behavior is reprehensible and he deserves to be ostracized by uh, the black community and by the larger American community. That's um, the first thing I want to say. However, when we talk about sexual assault sexual abuse, and rape, particularly in the black community, then we have to talk about the ways that black men are, they themselves, the victims of sexual assault, sexual abuse, and rape. And not only at the hands of, but also at the hands of women. We have to have an honest conversation around this issue. If we are serious about healing, this type of pathology that is prevalent in many, you know, sectors of the black community. That's, you know, that is, that should be the goal when we have these, these discussions. 
it seems to me that you have individuals who, for the purpose of making political statements, they politicize this issue. And this is why I constantly reference the F word, which is feminism. See, because feminists have been able to paint this narrative about men in general and black men in particular, that they are predatory, that every act of sex from a man is uh, a form of aggression, that they are not to be trusted, and that women are predominantly the victims of sexual assault, sexual abuse, and sexual rape. And this is something that has been especially ramped up within the age of, of Me Too. It's what I call Me Tooism. Me Tooism. Why is it in American society everyone is given the benefit of being a victim except the black the black male, except the black man, especially on issues of sexuality? A few days ago, I did uh, an interview on Gab Talk Media. And, you know, in that interview, I I uh, told uh, Gab that the most sexually oppressed and repressed person in American society is the black male. It's It's the black male. The black male is the most sexually repressed and oppressed individual in American society. And this is why I'm always cognizant of contextualizing sexuality and rape within, you know, the larger context of white supremacy when we have these discussions. See, that is important because you have to understand how uh, the specter of rape was used to subjugate and subject the black community, the larger black populace. This is something that stems all the way back to uh, if we want to be honest, first wave feminism with Susan Susan B. Anthony, um, Elizabeth Stanton, and some of those other um, white female feminists at that time who were heavy behind pushing the idea that black male independence would lead to an uptick and a rise of uh, black male sexual aggression and black male rape. So we have to understand that when we when we have these discussions, we have to understand that. And the reason why I'm saying all that is because at the end of the day, and I know that this is an unpopular statement to make, but this is 100% true. At the end of the day, R. Kelly himself is a victim. He's a victim. R. Kelly was victimized by his older sister. He was sexually assaulted. He was sexually abused, and he was raped. How many of us are willing to acknowledge that fact? See, and this is the issue that I that I take with sisters because they, as women, they want to try and try and yield, wield this this victim um, benefit on this topic as if women in general own, you know, sexual assault, sexual sexual abuse. And, and rape, when the fact of the matter is, is that the biggest victims of rape isn't women, it's men. That's You heard me right. The biggest victims of rape, 
Sexual assault and sexual abuse is not women. It is men. It is men. And we're going to get into a little bit of the statistics for, you know, for tonight. And we have to talk about how these pathologies work and function. And see what happens, we want to create this hypersensitive social climate that is based on fake outrage in order to silence individuals who raise in real issues. So you can't use stigmatizing language like rape apologists when someone questions an allegation. You can't use terms like victim Olympics when a, a male, a man, mentions the way he's been victimized. See, these things only come up in regards to the black male and his victimization, particularly his sexual victimization, and more specifically, his sexual victimization at the hands of black women. The truth of the matter is, is that the black community is teeming with just as much female sexual predators than, it, than male sexual predators. That is the reality. This thing where we want to try and make it seem like, you know, female sexual predators are outliers and are rare occurrences and aren't that common is total and utter bullshit. The data bears that out. Okay, I have Chaos and I have Remy and I have a caller. Caller 612, uh, hold tight. I'm going to bring you on uh, momentarily. Uh, Remy, Remy, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm I'm doing good. Um, let me get chaos in here. What's up, man? Chaos, how you doing, my brother? I'm good. I'm good. Don't get at okay, the female um, snake, man. You've been naughty, man. Naughty, man. <laughs> What's going on here, man? Yeah, what up? Well, well, I I don't want to I don't want to frame it like that because I, what I want to do with this conversation and with this topic is I want to keep the spotlight on black male victimhood. And and you know what? This is something that has been that is prevalent that that sisters do because you know we mentioned victim shaming, but the fact of the matter is is that the most shamed victim in American society is the black male. He is mm-hmm. the most shamed victim. Period. Period. See and and and. We want to play politics with very serious issues to try and, to try and score political points or to try and prove you know a moral argument and and this is something that i've been I've been debating on um you know facebook uh you know today and 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 last night and i was I've just been talking about the ways that number one American society sexualizes little girls, and many mothers sexualize little girls. Let's be mm-hmm. real. It's nothing to be to see a young girl walking down the street with booty shorts on and her ass out. It's nothing to see that. And and we know I'm not lying. It's nothing to see a little girl walking down the street with tight jogging pants on and some type of word written across her backside. It's nothing to see. Mothers, these hood rat, nasty ass, trifling ass mothers, shaking and popping their stank asses on video in front of their young sons and their young daughters. So we have to talk about the entirety 
of perpetuating a lot of a lot of the hypersexualization. It's not fair to just try and use it as a bludgeon to beat men into 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 subjection of this gynocracy, because that's what they're attempting to do within this age of Me Tooism. See, um, I guess chaos. I'll give you the first crack to give your initial thoughts. Remy, then you can go after him, and then call a 612. I'll bring you on and see what you have to say about it. Uh, yeah. Give me your initial thoughts in the, on in the, chaos. In, the, in, the, in this weird world we live in today, this sick and twisted world, you don't want to be a part of it, but you have to deal with it for the time being. And as the world gets more sicker and divorced out of what we call natural order, be comfortable and their insanity they live in today. So comfortable that we have women and young girls, particularly women, will sit there, cheer, and don't care what another sister is victimized and has proven to be victimized to sit there still support the dude. But it goes to the fact that, you know, what we what they do out here today, it seemed normal. And when any person tries to call up on the bullshit or correct it, it's demonized. It's shameful. Just like say, you know, you a man, you supposed to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, with me or seven, when your son gets sexually exploited and you found the truth, you just tell that little boy he should just deal with it? Are you going to seek some real true justice for your own sons? Are you going to protect that nigga that actually touched your sons and your daughters? But it's like how we only deal with the sons for now. Are you? No. It's because throughout their development, Everything they do, from what they see on media or what they do in their regular lives, where they've been abused or, you know, where a snare that goes in their life, they they look at it as nothing serious. And you think I'm married with children, especially the boys, they look at anything a boy happens to a boy is like a endearment of um a good thing, more like a, like, you know, almost like a rite of passage in this Western culture. And they really look into and examine it in its entirety. And they'll say, by exploiting your, if your son gets exploited sexually, molested, whatever the case is, he most likely is going to go and exploit and hunt, molest other people, other boys and girls. But we never put two together. Hell, we go as far as a lot of people, especially grown women, and I never shared you this before, um, Mary, of a particular broadcast that Mr. Eric J.J. had with two women, they cannot put two two together that homosexual and pedophilia are one and the same. They think it's something mm. totally separate. But no, I'm saying, well, if you've been sexually exploited, raped, that is a person that did was on the average. And now that you find this in research, there are a lot of other women, you know, sexually exploited young girls too, just like how they do some of the boys. So that's like another form, especially with the same sex, that is a form of homosexuality. But then again, if you people look at it at a economic or um, elementary type of terms, they can't add up together unless mm. they really use their common sense, their logic. But that's far as I'm going to say for right now. Right. Okay, Remy, what you, what's, your, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I would just say... Um... In our community, unfortunately, I mean, I do understand that we do have, you know, when it comes to children, you have little girls, little boys, 
um, things being all fair and equal, um, they are being sexually abused and violated. Um, a lot of times what I see in the social media climate today is that there is a lot of talk about the sexual abuse in the black community. The problem that I have is it's an all-or-nothing type of mentality when it comes to actually talking about it. I've seen a lot of people, for instance, if a woman or a man, if they express that they have been victimized, someone would gaslight their experience and just say, well, um, boys and um, girls are raped too, so what do you mean? But this person is a victim of sexual abuse. The last thing they need is for someone to tell them that, okay, what you experience is not valid. So I'm going to tell you basically how I feel about the situation, and I'm going to tell you, well, boys get raped too, or well, girls get raped too. So I think it's a lot of insensitivity in our community when it comes to talking about these issues. And I do understand that when it comes to little boys, Mm -hmm. we don't really talk about that as much as we do with um, little girls. I do get that, and I do understand that. And I do feel like we don't definitely, we do not talk about it enough. And we also have to realize that men and women are perpetrators not just one gender, because when we talk about these things, we have to leave the the, the gender out of it. That's the one problem that I have is that we can't talk about it without mentioning, oh, Mm -hmm. well, men are uh, the biggest perpetrators or women are the biggest perpetrators. Everybody is equal in regards to being a perpetrator when it comes to, you know, um, sexually abusing children. Also, the, when you talk about, you know, with this R. Kelly situation, um, mm-hmm. just to bring light to that, the one thing that I do notice about a lot of these things that's happening in our community, everybody uh-huh. is the facilitator of the abuse of a child. It's not just the person mm-hmm. who committed the act. It's the people that's surrounding that person who is also responsible. And that's the one thing that we do not want to talk about. And that's something that needs to be brought to light as well. So that's right. what um, I, you know that's what? my opening statement. Yeah, yeah you're right. And cause that's something I'm going to touch on in a minute. Um, and that is, uh, you know, the familial organization. But one thing I do want to highlight is we can, we, we can't even have this conversation uh, merely on children. When I talk about black male sexual victims, I'm not only talking about children, but I'm talking about ways in which grown black black men are sexually assaulted, sexually abused, and raped by men, other men, fair enough, but also by women. And the other thing, too, is uh the data is showing that women rape men as often as men rape women. That's something else we're going to get into. Caller 612, I'm bringing you on right quick so you can make your statement. Yeah, caller? Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I was going to go on a point that Chaos brought up, but you just brought up something interesting. 
you talked about grown men getting raped by women. Mm. How, how does that even happen? I mean, it's, it, it happens, uh, you know, several different ways. And, and what it's called, and this is why um, the CDC numbers are misleading when it comes to this, the, the statistics about rape. Wait, there's some background noise. Who is that? Greg, make sure your background noise is not on. Yeah, is he still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, it, it can it can happen a few you know in a few ways. And like I was saying, um, the rape statistics from the CDC are misleading because when you look at the legal definition of rape, the legal definition of rape is a man forcibly having sex with a woman, forcing intersex uh, intercourse with a woman. So by that legal definition, it excludes forced to penetrate, where you actually have women who anally, orally, and uh, vaginally make men insert their penises. It can be done many of the same ways that women are raped. Um, It can be done by force. It can be done through coercion. And it can be it can be done through drugging. So yes, the, the women raping men is a is 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 it, it's real. Now, um, what's your next question on that? Well, that's interesting. I just because just to be honest, I've never heard of a grown man ever been raped by a woman. That's why I just thought that was kind of right. kind of surprising to hear that. But if that's true, that's that's unfortunate. But um, I was just going to talk about right. when chaos brought up the issue about pedophilia and the homosexuals mm-hmm. kind of being combined. Uh, I came across yeah. something over the last six months that basically the pedophiles are starting their own movement, similar to the LGBT mm-hmm. movement, and they're, gonna, and they're adopting similar tactics. They're, they've already come up with their own, like, colorful flag, just like the homosexuals did. They're starting this whole mm-hmm. you know, political campaign. They want to get into schools, and they want to use the same argument that the homosexuals did, which is the idea of love being love. And if you look at yeah. every gay pride parade in America – there's an organization that's always in those parades. It's called NAMBLA. It's North American Man Boy Love Association. And so right. they basically partnered with the LGBT movement to try to legitimize pedophilia. And if people mm. think this is crazy, but if you look at it, they're already in the early stages. And over the next, you know, you know, five years here, we're going to see the pedophilia movement kick up and be in full force, just like how the LGBT movement was able to do what they did. And uh, the unfortunate thing is they're able through political pressure and bullying like we see going on now, just how the homosexuals basically legitimize themselves, the pedophiles are going to do the exact same thing. And in 10 right. years' time from now, pedophilia is going to be culturally acceptable. So we live yeah. in a culture today that's completely turned its back on morality or ethics or any mm-hmm. type of common sense. And they've mm-hmm. adopted this idea of basically whatever feels good, do it. That's why we're at where we're at. That's why you brought the issue about young women dressing in a certain type of way. 20, 30 years ago, you would have never seen that. You would have never seen a 12-year-old right. girl wearing booty shorts. But you see, right. but today, to even bring up that criticism, to say, you know, a woman should dress more modestly, that in itself is called sexism. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So, and even, yeah. even, even in the black community, unfortunately, even the black community has adopted that, where if you bring any constructive criticism towards even the black mm-hmm. community on certain issues, we can talk about the family situation or about crime or anything like that, 
you get labeled a racist or if you're a black person talking about it, they'll call you an Uncle Tom or cool. And so we live in a right. world today where, no, you can't tell anyone anything. And if you so much bring any type of criticism, even if it's legitimate and constructive and, it, and the motive is to try to improve the situation, you get attacked and demonized. That's why things are the way they are. And the black community is the social engineering experiment, uh, 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 you know, par excellence that we see going on right now, where you can't tell anyone in the black community anything. And that's why you see the complete breakdown of the family, the crime rate skyrocketing, mm-hmm. the black male prison population at an all-time high, because we have a society in the black community that has just said, you can't tell me anything. I can do whatever I want. Respect is not earned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I demand it. Even if I live like a total you know, heathen, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's why we're, we're at right. That's why things will never get fixed, ever. Because they, right. if the proverb is true, a fool, correct a fool and he'll hate you. You correct a wise man and he'll love you. And the fact of the matter is our fools are running the show. And we've got civil rights leaders and political leaders who profit off of it. So they stoke the fire of this victim mentality. And they're the ones that benefit, mm-hmm. whether it's on the women's side or on the, or in the black community. So they benefit from that victim mentality. So they fight very hard to keep it in, ingrained and everything. Because they realize that a, a people like, I mean, that's why black people are becoming increasingly dependent on the government because they're broken down to the point where there's, they have no moral structure. The men are no longer leading the way they're supposed to. They're in the backseat. Mm. The women are in the forefront. And now they're easily controlled and manipulated. And it benefits the politicians. So, right. I don't know, man. This is a lot, a lot, a lot of problems. I don't know how things are going to change. Right. Right. You know what? Yeah, I, I agree with um, with most of what you said, uh, the vast majority of what you said, actually. And this is why, um, you know, I talk about uh, the importance of uh, real male leadership. And I'm not talking about, you know, male leadership in an abstract, general way that is just present in the community, because that's what a lot that's what a lot of sisters envision when we talk about male leadership. I'm talking about male leadership in the home, in your home, on an interpersonal level. When we look at all the empiricism, all the data, everything tells us that when a father is in the home, many of these risk factors and these pathologies do not thrive the way they do when he is not in the home. And that is the bottom line, and that's where the rubber meets the road because we're going to we're going to get into that component of it too. We're going to get into that in, into the uh, female-headed household, single-parent component, and um, you know family structure, and how family structure actually plays um, a key part in the victimization of black children, and more specifically, black boys. I.e., Jerry Sandusky at Penn State, and uh, Eddie Long at New Birth Church in Lithonia, Georgia. So, Greg, I appreciate I appreciate you for your call and for your um, you know, and for your your insight and what you had to say. Um, continue to listen in. Appreciate it. Um, Remy, what you think about what he had to say? I mean, everything that he did say. I mean, of course, he did make some success. So, I have no arguments or judgments with anything that you know he has stated. So I think everything right, that yeah, you like said that, was very well said. Yeah, that Nambler, yeah, that that Nambler movement. I've heard, I've heard of that that movement, and I and I agree with him. I can see um, here very very soon where you will have these social constructionist uh, feminists who will be who who will be saying age of consent 
is a social construct and age really doesn't matter. Love is love. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I can see an avenue for that. Mm-hmm. I can see an avenue. We know um, just from the rumor mill that it appears that uh, Washington, D.C., and many of the politicians there are wholly given over to pedophilia. This is something that Dr. Randy Short is well-versed on and, and, and talks about uh, at length. Um, when we look at the Catholic Church and its um, storied, prolific history with uh, sexual abuse of altar boys, this this whole thing is interwoven into the, in the into the very fabric of American life and American culture. You know, earlier today, guys, I was watching um, a program. Um, and it was just talking about children going missing, and it was just even even then, like even in the eighties and the seventies, when you had these children who who engaged in that behavior, it was pedoph- it was pedophile ring that was engaged in that behavior. But something I wanted to read, and it's an article um, that was written. Let me see if I can find it. Um, and 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 this is from uh, Kathy Young. And she she wrote a, an article in the in the New York not the New York Times Time magazine, and this is what it says. I'm just going to read you know certain things out of it. It says the CDC's rape numbers are misleading. All right, now I'm gonna go ahead and read it. She said, uh, nearly one in five women raped. One in five U.S. women has been raped. CDC survey. These alarming headlines were typical of the coverage of last week's. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Report on Sexual and Intimate Violence in the United States. The CDC study, the second in two years, seems to support a radical feminist narrative that has been gaining saturated with misogynistic violence, but a closer look at the data obtained from telephone, telephone surveys done in 2011 yields a far more complex picture and raises some surprising questions about gender, victimization, and bias. Both critics and supporters of the CDC's methodology, the striking disparity between CDC figures and the Justice Department's crime statistics based on the National Crime Victimization Survey, which includes crimes unreported to the police. While the CDC estimates that nearly 2 million adult American women were raped in 2011 and nearly 6.7 million suffered some form, some other form of sexual violence, the NCVS estimate for that year was 238,000 rapes and sexual assaults. New Republic reporter Claire Groton points out that while the C that while the NCVS focuses on criminal acts, the CDC's National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey asks about instant early nineteen nineties, the NCVS was redesigned to elicit more reports of sexual and domestic violence that may not fit the conventional mode of criminal attacks. Now, see, this is something that I was talking about with the Bill Cosby case. I was talking about how that they've been expanding the definition of rape. So they're making rape mean whatever they want it to mean. So if a, if a man walks by him and looks at him, that's rape. If a, if a man asks him how he's doing, that's rape. 
If a man asks them, do they want to? Do they need a ride? That's rape. See all these different things that are that's being pushed by a very specific political movement for the for the purpose of a political and social end. And everybody talking about why, why you keep talking about why you keep talking about feminists? Why you keep talking about feminism? Because I can because I can see the game for what it is. That's why. That is why. Now let me read a little bit more. Um, let me see. It says this. Important differences. For one, CDC survey respondents are not asked whether anyone has used physical force or threats to make them engage in a sexual activity, but how many people have done this in their lifetime and in the past? See that? Do y'all see that? It's like asking uh-huh. a loaded question. The sur- see, so the survey is asking questions to get people to to get to to coach people to give them the answer they want. So it's not asking have you have anyone used um ta- you know used these physical force to rape you, but it's asking how many times it's happened to you. It's a loaded question. It's it's almost a loaded question. Like God damn. Yeah. It's a, Yes, yeah, it's, it's a loaded question. It's, it's like asking how many times you beat your wife. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, and this is what I've been trying to tell people. But you can't tell niggas nothing. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell them nothing. And like I said, we are more confused because we are more divided. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says, but how many people, and it says this wording removes the extra hurdle of admitting that such a violation has happened and thus encourages more reporting. But could could it also create false positives by nudging people toward the assumption that the default answer is affirmative? A much bigger problem is the wording of the question measuring incapacitated rape, which accounted for nearly two-thirds of the CDC. Happened when they were drunk, high, drugged, or passed out and unable to consent. This seems to imply that unable to consent is only one of the variables and to include situations in which a person is intoxicated, perhaps enough to have impaired judgment but not incapacitated as the legal definition of rape requires. Okay, um I wanna there's something else I want to get to. Let me just let me see. All right, watch this. For many feminists Questioning claims of rampant sexual violence in our society amounts to misogynist rape denial. Rape apologist? You rape apologist? Forty years ago, I was raped. Forty years ago, Bill Cosby offered me a pudding pop. And so he would try to rape me. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? It's bullshit, man. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. And everybody's supposed to pretend and go along in the, in the interest of being politically correct. Fuck out of here, man. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't engage in this, in this fan agenda that they're pushing. Now watch this. It says, however, if the CDC figures are to be taken at face value, then we must also conclude that far from being a product of patriarchal violence against women, rape culture is a two-way street with plenty of female perpetrators and male victims. See that? 
But they're trying to tell you, y'all men, we, we, you know, whenever we have these discussions, you never, they never, they, they only want to relegate the victimization of black boys and black males to a sidebar. Like the other day when I was on this panel, I'm not going to name any names. But then when I brought up, they're going to tell me I'm deflecting. What do you mean I'm deflecting? If we're talk, we cannot talk about the sexual assault and sexual abuse and victimization of women without talking about it happening to the men. Because this is how the patterns of behavior are formed, i.e., R. Kelly. So what are y'all talking about? All right, let's finish reading. It says, how could that be? After all, very few men in the CDC study were classified as victims of rape, 1.7% in their lifetime, and too few for a reliable estimate in the past year. But these numbers only refer, only refer to men who have been forced into anal sex or made to perform oral sex on another male. Nearly 7% of men, however, reported that at some point in their lives, they were made to penetrate another person, usually in reference to vaginal intercourse, receiving oral sex, or performing oral sex on a woman. This was not classified as rape, but as other sexual violence. So even the way we classify sexual crimes, it's slanted towards uh, uh, portraying men as perpetrators. As a, That's what this is saying. Okay, and then it goes on and says, and now the real surprise. When asked about experiences in the last 12 months, men reported being made to penetrate either by physical force or due to intoxication at virtually the same rates as women reported rape, both 1.1% in 2010 and 1.7 and 1.6 respectively in 2011. In other words, if being made to penetrate someone was counted as rape, and why shouldn't it be, then the headlines could have focused on a truly sensational CDC finding that women rape men as often as men rape women. See that? It goes on. The CDC also reports that men account for over a third of those experiencing another form of sexual violence, sexual coercion. See that? Sexual coercion. And this is why I've been taking uh, exception with individuals running around here talking about black men have some, have some pathology and some pathological lust for white women when we know from history, from documented cases, that you had white women who would force black men into sexual relationships. They would use sexual coercion. And so when you make statements like that, you deny the very real victimization and victimhood of black men. See, it is not weak for us as black men to acknowledge and for us to talk about our very real vulnerability, not only because of race, but also because of our gender, because there is no organization in our defense. See? Now, let me go on. <clears throat> let me see here. It says, that was defined as being pressured into sexual activity by psychological means, lies or false promises, threats to end a relationship or spread negative gossip, expressing unhappiness at being turned down. Should we then regard sexual violence as a reciprocal problem? 
getting away from the simplistic and adversarial war against women model is undoubtedly a positive step, as is admitting that women are human beings with the capacity for aggression and wrongdoing, including sexual assault. Um, let me see. Let me, let me see. All right, hold on. I want to read a little bit more. On the other hand, most of us would agree that to equate a victim of violent rape and a man who engages in a drunken sexual act, he wouldn't have chosen when sober is to trivialize a terrible crime. It is safe to assume that the vast majority of the CDC's male respondents who were made to penetrate someone would not call themselves rape victims and with good reason. But if that's the case, it is just as misleading to equate a woman's experience of alcohol addled sex with the experience of a rape victim who is either physically overpowered or attacked when genuinely incapacitated. See that? See? This 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 victimhood that that women wanna wield when it comes to sexual assault, sexual abuse, and rape. These double standards. It says, for purely biological reasons, there is little doubt that adult victims of such crimes are mostly female, though male children and adolescents are at fairly high risk as criminologists Richard Felsen and Patrick Cundiff report in a fascinating recent analysis. A 15-year-old male is considerably more likely to be sexually assaulted than a woman over 40. See that? But all we hear, black women and black girls, what about the black boys? What about them? What about black boys? And see, this is something I've been speaking to. The fetishization of black male disposability and expendability and the the adultification of black males. Now, what am I talking about in particular? And this is a, you know, a little bit off topic, but it's still within the same wheelhouse. I'm talking about this instant instance at McDonald's because everyone was, was talking about what that young brother should have did in, 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 in regards to, you know, for the black sister who was being attacked. Let's put a, a, a couple of things out there. Number one, it is McDonald's job as the employer to make sure the works, the, the, the work uh, place is safe and secure. That is number one. Number two, that black boy was not no grown fucking man. You could look at him and see that that was a, that was a young brother. So you can't that ultimately that's not his responsibility. He's not a that he wasn't a grown man. That's a boy. That's a teenage boy. But we but we we adultify the black male. It's not just white society that does that. We do it too. We do it too. All right, let me finish reading. It says, the CDC reports that 12.3% of female victims were 10 or younger at the time of their first completed rape victimization. For male victims, that number is 27.8%. We must either start teaching sexual assault as a gender-neutral issue or stop using the CDC's inflated statistics. Irene. I'm calling your name on this one, sweetheart, because that's what she kept on when we were on that panel. She kept mentioning 
the CDC, the CDC statistics. And I kept telling her the, the CDC statistics are wrong. They are overinflated. Mm-hmm. But she she kept mm-hmm. wanting to ignore that point and wanted to keep doing and, and, and wanted to keep um, using those numbers, despite the fact that the numbers are, are wrong. They're erroneous because they use them to push a particular view of not uh, 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 of men. See, we're living in an age now where masculinity itself and manhood is under attack and is being marginalized. Mm-hmm. The number to call is 646-564-9858. We're going to break it down to a science tonight. Remy, what you got? I mean, a lot of things that you read off, I don't disagree mm-hmm. with it. But the one, the one thing, yeah, like you did say, is that we need to treat sexual abuse as a neutral problem and not something that is gender-based. That is the one thing that I would say that in our community we have a big problem with, and even in society in general, if you want to take race out of the equation. So, I mean, it's just that a lot of times, like I say, my problem is that what I see is that you have both sides, and it's, it's men and mm-hmm. women, who they have a hard time empathizing with a victim of sexual abuse, but they have an easier mm-hmm. time to empathize with the perpetrator. Right. A lot of times in our community, we coddle predators. Mm-hmm. That is what we do. And, and and even though I get it, I understand that a lot of predators were preyed on themselves because we cannot yeah. ignore that either because they're victims as well. But how long do we continue to say that this person is a victim, but we give them, it's like a right to keep victimizing other people because they have been victimized themselves. Mm-hmm. That is one of the biggest issues that I feel like a lot of people do not want to talk about because the, perpet- the perpetrator right. is, is anybody in your community. And it's, and it's look at the family. It could be any woman, any man. It could be a child's mother, father, mm-hmm. uncle, aunt, grandfather, grandmother. And we choose to protect these type of people. But the victim themselves... Yeah are never protected. And that's the one thing that we need to get real and we need to get serious about. I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh, Chaos, what, what, do you, what do you think about what I was just reading out of that Time, that, uh, well, that you know, Time magazine article? Well, you, you said some shots fired, man. You call some people out, man. People not like it, but, you know, the truth does hurt at the end of the day. With so many articles out here that, that go undocumented, that they don't talk about. It's like, right. it goes back, again, Amiri, it goes back to power and control. We do live in a right. gynocentric world today, especially in the West we call America. And with this gynocentrism, right. the rule order is that women must rule and reign supreme and control the little or the known men in the society. Particularly as black men, particularly and black men that I'm most ashamed of is they sit there and 
allow these no good um skeezers to hold control mm. of certain situations of our reality in our communities, you know. And right. it, it, it seems to me hurtful to know say that, you know, a few will go by other rhetorics of other women, like domination, you mm. dominate, or all these little stupid things. And go as far as they take on the right because they feel they feel comfortable talking shit to the black man. It's right. comfort. Right. And well, the like I said, you know, we're the most victim shamed uh group in, in on, on a damn planet. We are the most mm-hmm. we are the most ashamed group, victim shamed group on the planet. Um I noticed we have a couple of callers in the uh on the switchboard, you can press one if you have a comment. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was just well, mentioning that chaos. Go ahead and finish this. Um, another mm-hmm. thing, just now they said that this one particular person turned himself in as a so-called shooter of that young girl, and I think it was in Florida. Right. I don't know what state it was. Right. Yeah. But through other YouTubers that have dig under this. And we could probably look for research and articles on the same thing. That the shoe that came and revealed himself that the one was not the same one the young girl that saw that shot and killed her her one of her sisters. So it mm-hmm. makes me feel that they make they make it seem they make a black man seem like a joke. And it makes me wonder what pride you as a man to take pay off all this up to put you in an eye night to already a society that already marks and hates. Exactly. You have to be out, out of your fucking mind. You know what I'm saying? And not only out of your fucking minds, but to sit there, the people that sit there trying to really look for the real killer will sit there. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to bow down and take the payout to really let this slide. And so, you know, you're advocating the demonization of the black man. This is getting sick now. I mean, right. This is not good, you know? Right. And, right. and, 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 and before I continue, mm-hmm. when a family or a single parent goes ahead with this, they're not aware, well, actually, maybe they're aware. Let's say they're aware, right, of their real action. Mm-hmm. No, say, if you have sons, you know, you're, when you do this, you advocate the demonization of your own son. But exactly. which woman nowadays, black woman, really will step up and say, "You no more enough is enough. You're not gonna demonize my son because I look at my son as a collective, like every other black man, regardless of what I do in life." Right. It's right. gonna come to a point right. that mm-hmm. if some women are not gonna understand this now, they're gonna have to learn eventually. But go on. Yeah, um, you know you're right. Call caller three ten. I'm bringing you on to see what see what you have to have to say. Hey, Mary. What's up, brother? This is Ken. Oh, what's up, Ken? What's up, Ken, man? What's going on? Hey, man. How you guys doing? How you doing? All right. How you doing, Everett? How you doing, Remy? Um, Yeah, you know what? I kind of came in late on the show. Um, So, uh, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of chime in what you were saying about about the situation. I don't think uh, um, that we take uh, uh, child molestation serious, um, or, or let's you say male rape serious, okay? Right. Um, even uh, uh, females raping males, and I, I hearken back to that to the videos you posted in the last in the, in the last couple of days, 
with these mothers right. twerking with twerking uh, in front of their in front of their children, in front of their right. sons in particular, right? And again, I don't know what you know because uh, I came in late, but uh, what we are what we are witnessing in those cases is basically R. Kelly 2.0. Okay. Exactly. If if these mothers teaching their children, in particular their sons that this is the way women are, are behaved and this is the way women are acting and we know that mothers are children's first teachers, why would we think that they would grow up and be any different than what we see uh, the behavior of a lot of these men today? Why would we think they would be different? Mm-hmm. And where, where I always, uh, 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 I think like the last time we had this conversation and I said, um, I always hear women say this, is you women, uh, uh, women, Men spend too much time talking about what women should be doing, right? Right. But mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever hear women stepping in and saying, yeah, I mean, you know, you get a comment here, you know, whatever. Oh, that's wrong. That's bad, you know. But I never really hear women coming in and, and, and basically uh, uh, presenting a counter argument toward the defense of protecting these young boys. That's molestation. That is child. Yes, that one, is. those women shaking her, shaking her behind in front, of, in front of her child. Okay, that is child molestation. If if a mm-hmm. if a male was to do the same thing to a four or five year old girl, we'd be in an uproar, and as we should, as we should. Right. But for some reason, it seems like we want our black boys. We want them to be robots. We should be able to expose them to all these elements, okay, whether it be, you know, uh, how to treat, you know, how to treat women as, as sex objects, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not really seeing what, what the role of a man is in the home on a consistent basis, uh, you know, uh, right. I, mean, I, I can go on and on, but when they reach a certain age, we expect them to hit the ground running and knowing exactly what it takes to be a man. You brought up a good point when you're talking about uh, that, 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 uh, that kid, cause that's what he was. That kid at McDonald's, you know. I mean, or all of the right. you know, it's McDonald's. Everybody in there is a teenager, you know. Right, Everybody exactly. There, and, and they know that. Yeah, you know. But we expect these teenagers to step in and, and do and do what and do what a man is going to do. There's one more thing I want to say. Just even when at McDonald's thing, um, uh, uh, um. There was another part I'm gonna say his name because you know um, I don't know if you like people saying other people's name, mentioning other people's names on your show, but he actually read mm-hmm. the story of the woman that filmed uh, that filmed the video, and she did say mm-hmm. if you watch the video, there's a really big a really big guy that comes around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she yeah. said that that guy that because she stopped videotaping, but she did say that guy picked him up and threw him out of the restaurant. Okay, mm. she did say that, so it wasn't like you know even still that they sat there idly by and watched it. And I think again, we've trained our our boys to be so um, you know uh, uh, I don't want to say feminine, but you know uh, or even demasculate, but just you know kind of like in a box that you know, all mm. you know what that boy did. That's what you know probably what he's seen when people fight. I just try to break it up. You know, I'm not going to step in and protect. Right. I'm going to you know break right. it, which is really what he did. He was trying to break it up. You know, so. Right. I mean, you know, that's that's my two cents. So. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You you made a you made a lot of good points, especially on that that McDonald's situation. Um, you know, we have to give, we have to give, you know, these black black males and black boys the chance to grow to grow as men. And just like you was mentioning with these mothers, and see, this is why I've been on these sisters' asses because I'm what I'm realizing is all they want to do is continue this narrative about he ain't shit. But then they want to divorce themselves from how we're getting these brothers who who may not be up to the to the challenge of of, of fulfilling manhood. See, they want to totally divorce themselves from the socialization process. But then they turn around. Well, we God, the black woman is God. We are the life giver. Okay, so if you are the life giver, then that means whatever situation pathology is existing within. Your community, your in your home, you're the one giving life to it. See, they want you want these grandiose titles, but then when it comes to having the responsibility that goes along with these titles and what it really means and what it really dictates, then you don't want to have nothing to fucking do with it. So, right. you, so the only time you believe in espousing patriarchal values is either when it's time to assign blame, or when you're getting your ass beat and you need help. I am not about that. Yeah, that video you I am posted, not about I that. And that's today, what I'm Yeah, was hilarious. That little yeah. 15 second clip. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh my yeah. god, that was so funny. Oh my right. god, I seen that thing. I had to show my wife, man, even she laughed at that. Yeah. Man. I showed my kids. Right, cuz like, this you... guy, man. You need to make yeah. more of those, man. Yeah, everybody, everybody, yeah. who is it? Who is it? Send me, send me his link. Yeah. You know? Nah, you don't do this a lot. So. Yeah, we got to show them the, you know, show them. And that's what I'm trying to show them. I'm, not, I'm just trying to show them how they're, you know, from one that both ways, they're suffering from cognitive dissonance. You want, you you want, you say you want these men that, that understand what to do and operate and function as men, but then you engage in behaviors and processes as as women and as their mothers that emasculate them or that or that don't cultivate that warrior spirit and that man drive that males need and this and let's be honest and let's be real here this has been standard operating procedure in the black community for about the last 40 years and that's why I keep telling sisters, y'all have to make a decision. You're going to have to make a choice about what you really want as women. You're going to have to make a choice because what one thing we do know is that what we have been doing is not working. And so it, it yep. calls for a fundamental shift in the way we think about family and its formation and its functionality, period. Period. Right. And like you have these, you know, other in- individuals. Oh man, well, you conform into a white standard. You conform into a Eurocentric standard. I don't want to hear that stupid shit. Because when I go and look at the empirical numbers, I know that if it's a two-parent home, the risk factors are mitigated much more than it being a single female-headed home. So I don't want to hear that stupid shit about you. You being a nuclear family is trying to is trying to live up to a Eurocentric standard. Works. I want to do right. what works. He- can I can I add one more thing? Uh yeah, what I what I was gonna say was um uh, uh going back to this R. Kelly situation and you know, him saying 
that uh, you know he was he was molested by his sister, right? Or she molested you know him and his brother, right? And again, I don't really hear the outcry and you know the the the, the, the any any kind of vitriol toward this woman, you know. Outside, out, you know, again, it's like it's it's you know, no one's going to obviously no one's going to say that she was right or that she was justified or it was okay, you know. But again, it's like, well, wait a minute. Well, I never, I, I have not heard anybody, you know, say, hey, well, somebody need to need to take a chunk out of her ass then. You know, again, if if we're going to, this is like, a, you know, like, like uh, uh, I think you, the sister that calls you a show, her name's Sapphire. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I would like to get her, her opinion on it. I'm sure she's not going to say that that woman was right or she should get away with it or whatever, but where is the accountability in the role that women play in in the degradation of of these men? Even like when you're talking about with the with the with the uh, force to penetrate thing and the rape thing of females to to men, are we going to get to the point to where? And I think a lot of men can attest to this. Uh, if a woman if a woman has a physical attraction towards you and it's not reciprocated, what does she say? She starts using shaming tactics. You must be gay. Yep. You can't handle yep. it. You know all these things that'll that'll you know try to in a, in an effort to degrade or 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 I don't know maybe make herself feel better that it's not her it's 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 this person. But it, again, if a man does it, you know he's you know he's wrong. You know if you know right. so I don't know it just you know it, it we and again I've always come with the mindset that life isn't fair. In the battle of the sexes, in certain aspects, women are going to win. In certain aspects, men are going to win. But if we're going to get to the <clears> point where where everything where everything is 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 you know mono a mono, everything is equal, then the standards have to be set you know equal across the board. And exactly. I just don't again, I just don't see that that the, the standards are set across the board because again, um, uh, like when I say that you know we got to stay on code, you know, mm-hmm. ladies. Ladies stay on code when it comes to other ladies, and and for the most part, exactly. You'll have a few like Sherry yeah. Zad Ali that will call that will call right. out, you know, fuckery, you know. But for the most part, if if a if a woman is doing something to a man to hurt a man outside of killing him, women kind of, in my opinion, women kind of, you know, look the other way, turn the blind eye in a in a deaf ear. Laugh, mm-hmm. feel like well, you're a man. You should be able to take it. You know all these exactly. things. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and like I said, I just yeah. You know, again, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, if if you expect men to behave a certain way, then damn it, you guys got to behave in in a, in a way that's where it could be reciprocated. Either you know, it, it's a cause and effect. Whatever you put out is what you're going to get. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, man. You know, you're you're right. Um, thanks for your call. Uh, All right, bro. Uh, Ken, I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, Remy. Um, yeah, he he raised a lot of valid points. I don't know. Chaos dropped. I guess he'll call back in. But yeah, um, he raises you know a lot of valid points, and he's right when it comes to this this sexual predator who created the monster that is R. Kelly. We are totally mum on her. We're totally mum. And if anybody, if anyone dare bring it up, oh, you deflecting. Guess what you doing? You deflecting. You are deflecting. See this, 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 this gynocracy calls for 
unity amongst women to enable women in their bullshit and in their fuckery. But they want brothers to call out other brothers, but they refuse to, sisters refuse to call out other sisters. This is, this is the mentality. And in the meantime, it is the children who are suffering, particularly and especially the black boys, the black males. And that's why I keep asking these sisters, whatever you're talking about the men, who raised them? Who raised these men? You cannot have it both ways. You cannot say you are the backbone of the community and then not take a certain level of accountability for the fact that 60% of black girls are molested. That happened on your watch. Don't start talking about, where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? That is totally irrelevant. It happened on your watch. You can't want to take the credit when the child goes on to become LeBron James or a Regina King. But then when it plays out something more analogous to a scene out of Precious, then you don't want to take any accountability. You want to deflect and don't want to own the part that you play in this, but then want to task brothers to come and fix the situation that many of us have not created while you maintain your obstinate combative disposition, which makes it near impossible for us to have progress. I don't know. Y- y'all should have never got me started on this. Remy, give me some of your insights on it, sis. I mean, like everybody, you know, I've been talking about <clears throat> all things in regards to when we talk about this subject, everything has to be fair and equal when we mm-hmm. have these conversations because that's the one problem that we have. It's like having a scale, and we keep tipping it mm-hmm. one side to the other. It's never a balance when it comes to these type of conversations. A lot of times, mm-hmm. like you say, you do have women who, you know, they do facilitate the abuse of boys. That is true. Mm-hmm. You do have a lot of women abusing little boys and men, of course. And it don't even have to be sexual abuse. It could be physical as well. Because believe it or not, right. women can physically abuse men. I've heard these stories. Just like the first caller, I'm surprised that he has never heard of a grown man being sexually abused. That does happen right. all the time. I've heard right. that. But yeah, it does. Right, and, and that it is very is interesting. It, go ahead. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of stigmas that play a part in this, and a lot of this, see, a lot of this is about perception. A lot of this right. is about perception and the way we perceive victimhood and victimology. And the one group who are seen as victims the least, especially when we talk about in terms of of sexual violence and abuse, is black men. And something else I want to mention, because what is not included in the data aggregation for sexual crimes and rape is the rapes that occur in prison. So when I say that men are the biggest are the b- bigger victims of sexual assault, sexual abuse, and rape than women, I am I am being accurate. When you include 
the rapes that take place in prison. Because rapes and sexual assault and sexual abuse takes place exponentially more in male prisons than female prisons. And this isn't just rapes at these prisons that's coming from men. It comes from, from women there. It also comes from females there. They perpetuate it too. See, they perpetuate it too. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've been hinting at is the family organization and the familial structure. And I'm coming out of an uh, a PDF article, and it's called Darkness to Light, Child Sexual Abuse Statistics Risk Factors, right? It says, mm-hmm. while no child is immune, there are child and family characteristics that significantly heighten or lower risk of sexual abuse. The following risk factors are based on reported and identified cases of abuse. First bullet point, family structure is the most important factor in child sexual abuse. Children who live with two married biological parents are at a low risk for abuse. The risk increases where children live with step parents or a single parent. Hello. I'm strong. I'm independent. I don't need no man. I don't need him. I don't need no man. I'm strong and I'm independent. I can be a mother and a father. So I'm saying, why why are you mm-hmm. talking about feminism? You you're just you you you're putting too much emphasis on feminism. No, I am not. See, there's a difference between understanding how and understanding why something is existing and functioning. And the fact is, is that this is the society has pushed certain ideals and ideology to women. That drives a wedge between them and, and, and men, especially what men are naturally predisposed to do, like protect. See, and this is why I make my post on Facebook to expose the bullshit of a lot of these sisters. Because they'll sit here and they'll try and shame a man for wanting his daughter to leave out a certain damn way. He don't want to leave it out the house in no miniskirt. He don't want to leave it out the house with, with, with a ton of goddamn makeup on. He don't want to leave it out the house with a, with, a, with a belly button showing, looking like Nicki fucking Minaj. But they'll tell you, you're being toxic. That is so toxic, and you're sexist, and you're misogynistic. Hell out of here. Trying to make a moral argument. How are you going to make a moral argument to a predator? It's, I don't care what a woman got on. No man should do this, and no man should do that. If the man is a predator, he don't give a damn what you're saying. Playing politics with your goddamn children. And then want to sit up there... Arguments like they're white women. Stop policing our bodies. But then, when you're having a conversation with them, y'all ain't never protected anyway, so what the hell are you telling me stop policing your body for? Your body has never been policed. You've been unprotected. You've been unpoliced. So what the hell are you talking about? You are not a white woman. Your black ass has been victimized. 
hypersexualized, oversexualized, exploited, prostituted, raped, beaten. And then when a brother wants to step in, you invalidate it with this with speaking this stupid bullshit. And then those same sisters, I hate feminism. I ain't no feminist. Yes, the hell you are. And see, many times this is what comes between men and women and drives a, and drives a wedge in the relationship. And so the family breaks up. That's why I'm focusing on this. And like I said, many of these sisters don't want protection. They want reaction. They want reaction. Try to make a political statement with your daughter. She said she should wear whatever she wants. Sounds stupid. You're not, if you got a $1,000 in your pocket, you're not going to walk down the street holding that $1,000 in your fucking hand, miss me with your bullshit. I don't care if it was politically correct or incorrect. You're not going to do that. Because you understand if you do that, that puts a target on your back, period. So you're not going to walk down the street with $1,000 in your damn hand. Because you know that heightens the risk of you getting robbed. But then when it comes to applying that logic to the way women should move and carry themselves in the larger society, especially society, let feminists tell it, that's overrun with misogynistic rape culture, then they want to try and demonize and vilify and vilify men. Breaking down the masculinity, breaking down your protection. You know, Remy, I remember a few months ago, I was, uh, you know, engaging with these sisters on Facebook. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, while I was talking to Mary. them, I said, look, ho- yeah, chaos. Um, I'm letting you know I gotta step away now. Um, I'm on my other broadcast right now. Um, if you okay. if you can, I'm not sure how long you're gonna, sure you gonna be on the stream, but you might. Mm. I, let me give the call number for people to call in to the other broadcast. Seven one two. Okay. Seven zero four one six zero. The access code. Okay. What you thought is nine five four eleven pound. Um, you could tell them at okay, the end of the show. Okay. What you talking okay. about tonight? Um, I have a guess. Just call in. It should be good. Uh, all right, I'll see you. Okay, yeah, I'll call him. All right. Yeah, um, so like I was saying, I was having a conversation, and I said, I never let my daughters be cheerleaders because I understand that the cheerleader is sexualized. The cheerleader is a sexual object. Oh, you're so toxic. Oh, you're so toxic masculinity. Oh, you're so misogynistic. Oh, you're probably raping your own daughters. Fuck out of here. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is this is this is why we are where we are right now, and I'm on y'all ass because you don't get to tell me as a man how to fulfill my mandate to protect my family. And if these sisters were doing such a good job of it, why are your daughters getting molested, get getting touched and abused at at a sixty percent fucking clip? So obviously you don't have the fucking answer. But want to shame men from being men. 
And that's why I say women are the biggest purveyors of rape culture because they operate as perpetrators and they operate as enablers, period. Period, point blank. See, there is no moral argument here. Children, knowing their whereabouts, watching how they dress, watching how they move works. Period. Period. And I make no apologies for that. Mm-hmm. No apologies for that. Now let me finish um, reading. It says, children living without either parent, foster children, are ten times more likely to be sexually abused than children that live with both biological parents. Oh, but you, you, you trying to have a nuclear family setting up, man? You conforming, man? You conforming to whiteness? See, you, you conforming to whiteness? See, see, cause it wasn't like that in Africa, now. So you conforming to whiteness. You and your wife and them kids in there that's doing that like that, you don't get to tell me how to have my family. I don't have time for stupid-ass niggas. You see what I'm saying? I don't have time. Stop telling me about a community because what many of these uh, of these individuals don't want a community. They want to they want to do whatever they want, and then when the consequences spin, then they want to be a community. Talking about pro black this, pro black that, and only talk about rebuilding and reestablishing the black family as a talking point or sound or a sound bite. But when it comes to the actual working details of how of how we get that done, then they on some other shit. Casual sex creates casual children. Casual children creates casual parents. Casual parents create casual abuse. This, so it's the reason when you look at my life and my family, it reflects a certain reality. Everything that I say is consistent with my background, not contradictory to it. But then we sit up here and we make excuses and want to talk about white supremacy. So white supremacy was the reason why you decided to be reckless with your fucking genitals? Help me understand that logic. The white man got his his foot on your neck, so you must go whipping your dingling all, all, all over the fucking place? Really? Got three, four children scattered out all over the place, and common sense dictates that you cannot be a father adequately in four different places at once, unless you got a clone machine nobody fucking know about. Duh! But they want to sit up here on these fucking panels and on YouTube and talk this stupid shit. And in the meantime, it's the children that's suffering. Time for bullshit from 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 individuals who are who are blowing smoke and talking just to hear themselves talk. Let me go to the next point. Um. Okay, let me see. 
children who live. Hold on. This tiny print. I gotta get some glasses. Children who live with a single parent that has a living partner at are at the highest risk. Hello. You got your kids there. You just met this nigga at the fucking club. You know what I'm saying? He got a he 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 he's a, he's six foot two, strapping big guy with a big fucking mohawk. You in love? You moving the nigga in the next fucking day? Then, when some shit happened, you demonize all black men. Y'all killing y'all killing us? Y'all doing this to the children? Fuck you, mean y'all? You mean the nigga you chose? Because you had a fire in your fucking pants? Him? That's that that's what you're talking about? The hell you mean y'all? See, in the com- in the in the so called black community, accountability is kryptonite to niggas. I ain't just I ain't just talking about the women either. These men too. Accountability is kryptonite. It's the reason why I didn't go make kids all over the place because I don't want to put none of my children at risk. As a man, I, I, I do not sleep at night well, Remy, without knowing how my children are, without knowing that they are safe and sound right. and happy. You got niggas out here, got kids they ain't seen in eight fucking months, don't know what's going on with the child. But then want to but but want to be on YouTube and on social media and on Facebook talking some pro blacks. So sit y'all motherfucking asses down. Sit down somewhere. Oh, so you better than us now? You know that's that the main thing they say. The results are better. I'm about doing what works. See, I'm about doing what works. There's no accountability in our communities, and these children many times are the ones who suffer, especially our black boys. And then when these brothers grow up, not having the proper behavioral patterns from an intact, stable family environment, you got other sisters who want to browbeat these brothers and victim shame these brothers. That is a deeply cynical approach to talking about community issues. It's deeply cynical. Have to understand that these many of these brothers are victims too. And then you have uh, you have another segment of individuals who push a lot of this stupid shit, like the idea that a man doesn't have the right to emote or to be an emotional being or to be able to express his pain, his hurt. Man, you emotional, dog. That's stupid, fake masculine bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And so many of these brothers don't know what to do. Many of these brothers haven't told their stories because we have not created safe spaces for brothers to go and talk about their victimhood, talk about their vulnerability, talk about the way that they have been harmed and hurt. 
not just sexually, emotionally. We have a, a debt to pay. Two brothers. And that's one thing you should never get misconstrued about Amiri Brown. I am very much interested and sensitive to the peculiar plight of black men, of the black male. I am not. And the reason why is because I've been a victim. I've been victimized. So I'm always attentive to the unique challenges that black men face. And so the moment you express any level of doubt, like, for example, with the Bill Cosby situation, instead of sisters trying to understand why I may have the I have the view I have, all what is easier for you to do is for you to vilify, is for you to vilify me. Because you think that victimhood is only yours. You narrow what what we think of as a victim down to such a minute scale that it only includes you. Totally want to exclude the black male experience. And the only time in the black community and in many of these YouTube panels and, and things of this nature, the only time we are willing to acknowledge the victimhood of, of black men, the victimization of black men, is when it's coming from the hands of a white person or the dominant society. We are much less comfortable with having the conversation that black men are many times the victims of black women. Whether it be their mothers, their sisters, their aunts, their girlfriends, their wives. We don't really want to have an honest conversation about that. And so we give many of, 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 of these, these brothers no way out when it comes to, comes to their pain and their hurt. I have yet to hear anyone talk about protecting black boys, particularly from the same drumbeat of those who are talking about protecting black girls. The reason why Jerry Sandusky was able to do what he was doing is because of this dynamic that I'm talking about with this failed family fucking structure because he called himself mentoring at youth risk. See, these same women, these same sisters, these same queens, y'all got to mentor these boys. But if these boys had fathers, you don't need no goddamn mentor. Now do you? We the the black woman. We got, we the life giver. But when the sorry baby daddy there, you don't want to take accountability for that. You gave life to that. You gave life to assist. So it's not wrong for men to tell you to choose better. 
to tell you to be more discerning, to tell you to be more selective. I'm going to tell a deadbeat-ass nigga that he needs to man up and handle and handle his responsibility. But that doesn't mean that relieves you from any level of personal accountability as a woman to who you decide to interact and engage with, especially sexually. And he just want to blame us. He want to put it all that we get blamed for everything. It's because we take accountability for nothing. That's why. That's why you get blamed for everything. Because you refuse to take accountability for anything. If you meet a dude who 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 got eight kids by eight different women and you go get knocked up from them, that's that's not your fault. You ain't had nothing to do with that. If you meet a nigga that you've been on for two weeks and move him in with the kids, and then he he end up beating them or or molesting them or something, you that's you not at fault for that. If you eat a goddamn taco burrito from Barbaritos, and you sitting there lighting lighting the office up. That ain't your fault either. What are you? What? what, what when are y'all gonna take accountability for anything? Then want to come with these stupid ass tropes because you're trying you're trying to win an argument instead of trying to do what act was actually in the best interest of the so-called community. You you say you want and you and you care about as women. Why are you focused on the women? Shouldn't you be focused on the men? Easier to raise strong children than to repair broken men. But I thought uh, y'all the most educated or not. Jay-Z voice, I could divide. It's easier to raise strong children than to repair these broken, weak men. So that means it starts with you. Help me out here, Remy. Give me some commentary. <laughs> kind of went on a, I kind of went on a rant there. I mean, based on everything that you said, we as a community got a lot of work to do, and we're not going to get it done in this in our lifetime. To be quite honest. Right. Yeah, and, and you know just, what? That's that's even. And look, that just goes to show you even more. Call the 803 and bring you on in a second. That just goes to show you even more what I'm talking about because they'll they'll be like, I'm not when y'all when the men build something, then we'll then we'll submit, then we'll do this, then we'll get the fuck out of here, man. Anything that we do now is just going to be laying the groundwork and the seeds for the future generations. So we don't have time for you to sit here and, and it's for you to sit here and engage in your in your bullshit while brothers are really trying to get things done and get and, and get things up and running. And you want you want to cooperate when you want to cooperate. Time for that. We do not have time. Caller eight oh three. I'm bringing you on. Yeah, caller. Yes. Hello. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Um. This is Tally Asset. I'm calling in. Amir, I just want to say I um, appreciate uh, your insights and everything you were talking about, mm-hmm. and I'm on board mm-hmm. with that, um, especially mm-hmm. bringing out the women. 
Because uh, right. I know you got a lot of beef for that, but the points right. you were making about, um, you know, just from the social circle, you know, you hear women say, you know, men ain't shit, this, that, and other, but they were never without right. one. You, you, mm. Then they would have, you know, four and five kids from them, but then they're telling right. you, you you don't need one. So right. um, the point I wanted to uh, to bring out mm-hmm. is, okay, you're talking about, you know, the protection of, of women within the family unit. Um, can you speak about, like, women who don't choose that and being protected uh, on a larger scale, who don't have, right. who are, you know, single and who do not have kids? Um See, from that standpoint, I think it should be a, uh, what do you from the system right. side of it, like laws put in right. place as opposed to expecting men to protect. Mm-hmm. And by that, right. and I'm saying I feel that's where feminism was a positive thing because it right. took the focus, a woman's focus off men, like her whole life wouldn't be centered around mm-hmm. men. And I ha- exactly. I only wish that I only wish that men had that outlet as well because you talked about men having a safe space to uh, talk about their victimhood and emotional you know abuse and dysfunction right. you know the dysfunction on that side of it, but because right. they don't have that outlet, their whole life is revolved around women, mm-hmm. and so with feminism. With feminism, we had the opportunity to get involved in politics, you know, the economy mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and it took us out of that realm of just being a wife and a mother our whole life. Right. Right. And so, with like the with the first and uh, second wave feminism, that created that avenue for us, and I think that's what's lacking now with current feminist ideology because right uh this generation feels if they if they bring a man down and he loses his job they've done a mm. feminist act but right all that happens is that guy is just replaced with another misogynist it doesn't you see what i'm saying it, exactly exactly whereas whereas early feminists tooted laws you, you see they they push Mm-hmm. Um, um, amendments and and like and you talking about victims of violence. Well, you had the right. um, women against uh, domestic violence. You know, act. You know, right. um, they created shelters, women's shelters, uh, mm-hmm. in order to combat domestic violence and that type of thing. Right. So, um, paternity leave. Too. And they, think, they 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 uh, they created paternity leave too. Correct. All that, you know, women did that work. And so, see, at some point, so we take issue with that. And I mean, I see from the standpoint on last week what Sapphire was saying um, about, well, not needing a man to protect her. But in order for that to to manifest, the system we live in would have to to provide that protection. Whereas, well, we wouldn't we wouldn't expect. A Mary, 
to protect women he mm-hmm. don't have any relationship with, or or like right. you said, well, well, we know their kids, like the um the guys at McDonald's, that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. a stranger to protect you because you're right, it's not those boys' responsibility. It's McDonald's, and I believe um exactly. Yvette Carnell brought this out. It was McDonald's mm-hmm. responsibility to have a security guard, someone in there to protect mm-hmm. employees. It's right. not it's not exactly. your coworkers' responsibility to protect you. That's not the, your coworkers. That's that's right. capital exactly. Mc, because what if, McDonald's, if that man had pulled, if, uh-huh. if, oh, oh, listen, if that if that white guy had pulled out a gun, what 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 the young brother supposed to do? Get in front of it like like in in, in um coming to America. You know what I'm saying, and get a stick right. and do some type of karate move. I mean, you know what I'm saying. We have to be realistic here. We have to be realistic. Right. But go ahead, finish your yeah, point. Yeah, that's not on them. Right. Yeah, that's not on them. They, capitalism right. should provide protections for employees, and and it's mm-hmm. these types of issues that current current feminists should be fighting. Right. But because right. um. The word feminism is, you know, it alienates men, so women don't want to no longer identify with that. But what they don't understand is, um, okay, well, just to use Beyonce for an example, putting the word Mm -hmm. feminist behind her on her stage, I mean, you, it has to be more than than just that. That's not a feministic act. I mean, it it, it took a lot of work for, women did a lot of work for her to be on that stage. You see what I'm saying? And right. people yes. forget that. So right. that's what I'm looking at as far as we have to stop with these gender wars and look at it, look at feminism mm-hmm. from that point of view. If it wasn't for right. feminism, a lot of the women today was their whole lives would revolve around a man and being in the house. That's what being right. in the house and being just a wife and a mother. Right. And that's what right. fem- feminism feminism gave us other choices. And it's not bec- and because right. it gave us other choices, it's not that we are looking to demean men or alienate men. Mm-hmm. It's just give us other right. options. And that's you know, and I wish that's how we would look at it. And I wish that's what men had some type of avenue like that as well. And then right. I think if that was the case we wouldn't have this slew of we the the men going their own way, that kind of thing. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Because, right. I mean, yeah. you know, they say they're not into women, but, you know, that's their whole conversation. So it's right. a, it's a you know, they double speak in that regard. And, mm. that, and, and I like the fact you brought that out as far as women. Women double speak about right. men, too. You know, like I say, they they, they they ain't shit, but they always with one. They have one, and like I said, they got multiple kids. <laughs> that right. you know, and I say, and that, and you know what I'm saying. Growing up with that, those type of women affected, you know, my upbringing as well, as far as how I relate to men, because it was, it was confusing. There's no other way to explain it. It was confusing. You saying exactly. they ain't shit, but then here, you know. You with them, and you got four and five kids, and you know it just threw me for a loop. Right. And I think it's a lot more women like that out here, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I'm saying, <laughs> I 
you know, so I, I like I just want to say I've been, you know, one of your cheerleaders from day one. And when you switch okay. and you focus on the women, I continue to be a yeah. cheerleader because you make great. And I'm glad you finally brought out the women because they mm-hmm. caused a lot of this confusion too. Um, right. And like you say, they rewarded men who shouldn't have been rewarded. So now we're exactly. in this conundrum. We're mm-hmm. in this conundrum together, and it's confusing. But but I, I understand what you're saying as far as men protecting women, but I'm looking at it, okay, you can't protect every woman, and I believe that's where the system comes in, too. We have to get laws instituted, and that's what we should be working on as well because not every woman is with under the umbrella of marriage or motherhood. Exactly. Exactly. So and you know what? Uh-huh. No, I mean I, I, I um I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to that because there is a you know, there is um an answer to that and, and I'm gonna speak to it. But I, I appreciate your call. Thanks you know, thanks for calling and thanks for being a supporter. I, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. And Remy, I appreciate your comments and, and your contribution as well. I don't wanna leave you out. <laughs> thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. No problem, thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, she now see she 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 did bring up a point because I do believe, and this is why I always talk about egalitarianism. I do believe that a woman's fate should not be inextricably linked to a man. A woman should not have to be tethered to a man in order to have subsistence, in order to feel safe, in order to be able to have a living, have somewhere to stay, have have access to finances. And this is why it's important when to understand hegemony and what we're talking about when we talk about hegemony, more specifically, white male hegemony. This is important. Um, a woman who is and wants to have her own space and her own life and her own career and just marriage life and the family life isn't isn't necessarily for her that does not preclude her from being protected from the brothers that's not what i'm saying if you notice i always talk about being on code being on code so you can't be seditious to the welfare to the welfare of the group or the community you have to still be on code with the ethics that's in the community and see this is where the the, the onus is on the men because as men, our mandate and our charge is to create a power apparatus, provides a certain level of cover and protection for our sisters who don't want to be in a relationship and be in a family and be married and have the married life and everything like that. That doesn't mean she should, she should be walking around and safe. We should have a power apparatus that implies this sister is under our protection. That's what I'm talking about. But not what a lot of these women, or many of these other women be on with with their bullshit. Sitting here talking about how brothers ain't shit. Aligning themselves with ideologies, ideologies and philosophies from the dominant society that is meant to undermine the black family and the black community. That is something else entirely. That is something else entirely. So sisters who want to be on their own in that way are not precluded from being protected. 
if they are on code. And that's why the formation of a code is paramount when we talk about protecting systems. See? Not engaging in this open normative misandry that is pre- that is prevalent in the black community and coming off the lips of black women, rolling off their lips like butter because it's so normative to them. That's what I'm challenging and, and trying to and trying to highlight and expose here. Remy, what you think about what she had to say? I mean, to be honest, everybody who came, you know, called in and made comments. I basically do not disagree with a lot of what a lot of our callers said. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. I just think that. When, like I say, we have a platform where you're able to, you know, bring up these types of taboo, you know, subjects, um, issues, mm-hmm. et cetera, you're a- and you're able to talk to people who are willing to discuss it in a manner where it's not demeaning, degrading, or disrespectful, then this is what can happen. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. made a lot of sense tonight. So I really don't disagree with anything that she has said. She definitely did make a lot of great points, a lot of great points. Yes. Yeah, she did. And I appreciate how she said she was supportive before and even after, you know, the so-called switch took place. <laughs> right. Because a lot you know, of, because um, you have to admit, a lot of women, they don't, it's, there's, it's like, I have to agree with, one thing I have to say, as women, especially black women, Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were little girls at one point. We're so used to hearing about the black man and what bad he has done. A lot of us have right. not actually heard the good things that they do. So when you get exactly. that stamped into your head constantly as a child growing into teenage years, getting into adulthood, when you hear that a lot, you take it and you run with it, and it's something that basically you don't want to fix, something that you don't want to notice that it is a big problem. And I think it's a lot, it is a big problem with a lot of women, a lot of black women, and even women in general, because we can say that other women possibly sometimes would think the same things, but specifically for the black women, I really think that we, some of us, it is so difficult to hear that we are at fault for a lot of things in our community. Example, one time, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about Facebook, right? <laughs> right. I brought up the fact, you know, we always talk about, you know, fathers, deadbeat fathers, but can we ever talk about deadbeat mothers? Nobody wanted to hear it. Everybody automatically, mm-hmm. that's your mother. You're not supposed to talk about your mother like that. Um, she gave you birth. It's like, but hold on, though. Right. If, we, if we want to talk about issues in our community, we have to talk about everything. If we want to open one door, you got to open the other door. You can't keep that door closed. Because if we could talk about the right. men all day long, we could talk about these mm-hmm. men Debbie fathers. There are Debbie mothers out here. Just the same when you said we want to talk about male predators. We need to talk about the female predators. Those right. are things that we do not want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame 
that a lot of women, and even if it's a woman coming forward, hey, I was abused, I was sexually assaulted by a woman, they will not mm-hmm. believe it. It's blasphemy. And that right. is the one thing that needs to be taken care of. Something needs to be done about that mentality because that is very right. dangerous. And that is why is. A, lot of, a lot of female predators are able to maneuver in our community without no type of accountability. It's because we allowed that to happen. Yep. Yep, and like I said, we we want to relegate that to a you know to a sidebar, and and like I said, so when I brought it up on the, when I went when you know on the panel, that's a deflection. Yeah, that's a deflection. How how what do you mean deflection? If we're, if you're you if you're talking about victims of sexual crime, why are you exclude why are you excluding black men? Why are you excluding br- brothers? That sounds like a matriarchy to me. Why are y'all excluding brothers? See, so you want to marginalize and trivialize. These brothers, these brothers' experiences, experiences, and the way that they've been harmed, and then look at how we make jokes about, you know, brothers being annually raped as young boys. We make we make jokes like this. Look at look at Hassan Campbell. Look at Hassan Campbell. If Hassan Campbell is the victim of sexual assault at the hands of Africa Bambata. Then the last thing we should we should be doing is disparaging that brother. But right. this is what we do when it comes to black when it comes to black men, black male children. And so, part of the solutions to 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 this, if we want to prevent the next R. Kelly, is create a safe space where black boys, black males, and yes, black men can emote and talk about their traumas in a very emotionally raw way and not seek to demonize them and subject them to our gender our gendered biases because that is something that we roundly do tell them they're whining or they're being weak or they're complaining or they're effeminate have you ever thought that they're human beings you ever thought about that? That these brothers are human beings and they deserve to say that I have been victimized. And this is how it has affected me. They have a right to do that. And this is why the work that Dr. Tommy Curry is doing on this topic is so vitally important. Because we can't talk about bringing down the rates of sexual abuse of black girls if we don't talk about bringing down the sexual abuse rates of black boys, you know, who are, who they themselves are victimized at the hands of some of these female predators. And just like you heard in the time, in the, in the time article, the CDC statistics are uh, overinflated purposely. If we factor in, made to penetrate into the rape categorization, then you'll see that the biggest victims of, you know, of um, sexual abuse, sexual abuse, sexual assault, and rape are men. And so we, that means we have to, we have to start thinking about having shelters and centers for brothers. 
not just women. We have to start doing that for men too. See, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And at the end of the day, Robert Kelly himself was and is a victim. And that's an that's an unpopular statement. And, and and like, check this out, Remy. When was the last time you listened to an R. Kelly song? Do you remember? Ooh, <laughs> it's been a long, long time, very long time. Yeah, me too. I remember I, when, when I don't remember first came. Out. Yeah, I remember when that situation first came out. Uh, I was about twenty, I guess. Twenty twenty-two, somewhere up in there. Wow. <laughs> you were 10 and I was... Young, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, um, and, you know, I I haven't, I haven't listened, listened to his music since then. See, I've, I've always been very consistent. I found it reprehensible then, and ever since then, it's been Fuck R. Kelly with the capital F. But just to even talk about the, the shift that has taken socially... On topics like this, just think back uh, to 2003, maybe I think 2004. You had Dave Chappelle who mm-hmm. did a, who did a, who did a spoof of that. Remember? You know, oh, yeah. so yeah. it goes it goes show you how you know how things have um, have moved more in, in in the right direction when we talk about sexual abuse and you know and and and, and violence and the way that uh, predators are able to have their ways with you know, with children, you know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's an important shift that needed to take place and that needed to happen because it's a, it's a very real, you know, issue. And and look, this isn't a competition. No one is saying that sisters aren't victims of abuse, sexually, psychologically, emotionally, physically. No one is saying that. But what we are saying is that how we begin to perceive black men must must change it must change if we want to talk about saving our black boys saving our black sons saving our black men and our black males and so you know that was the purpose of this discussion tonight and that's you know what i wanted to what i wanted to bring out let me see something because i might I, i have a couple of other sources that i want to look at uh right quick um, hold on, let me see. We have about three minutes of the stream left. Hold on, let me see something. Because I feel like I'm forgetting something I wanted to talk about. Man, what am I forgetting? Let me see. Mm-mm-mm. And just to quickly add, I just feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, a lot of people are facilitating mm-hmm. abuse. That's the one mm-hmm. issue that I've had. Unfortunately, I actually watched, like, I think it's four episodes of the mm-hmm. documentary so far. And right. that's the one thing that stood out to me the most, is that everybody mm-hmm. around, specifically R. Kelly, facilitated in the abuse. Right. And that in itself is the problem. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, people do anything for money and and to and for to be next to you know, um, power and and have access to those things, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's a shame because, you know, they did let 
you know, those girls down. They let them down, man. And, right, and they you know, need we, boys we, are being let down, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like, and it's just like you because a lot of women, bring, I hear uh, that. Right. Right. They a lot of women, it. they would be, yeah, they'll go around. I'm like, oh, he's so cute. Or, oh, um, it's like mm-hmm. you're, we're talking about a child here, and you're saying that, oh, he's my right. boyfriend. Or I heard that as a child. I remember you no know, moments like that. Yeah, I remember it's, just that, it's just a, right. And it's unfortunate that, like I say, it's the people around you that facilitate the abuse, and it could be even your mother or father. Because we have to realize that, a lot of people, we can sit here and we can say that, you know, oh, well, some of these girls or boys, they wanted it, but it was specifically talking about R. Kelly, some of these girls wanted it. I, You know, I'm not disputing, but the girl is still a child. She is not in a position to know what right. is best for her. And for us right. to put children in an adult position is just scary within itself. And a lot of these right. parents facilitate the abuse as well if they can get some type of financial gain from it. That's another thing that we need to stop being afraid of is calling out these particular people as well because that's the one thing that we cannot ignore. We, the predator, right. okay, we get it. They're the primary. But who is the secondary when it comes to right. why are these children being violated, and then even you know adults, adult males and adult right. women. Adult no, you're right. Don't want to talk you're about. Right. And this 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 is the type of issue that you you know you can afford to play politics with trying to trying to prove a point. You know what I'm saying? And you have a lot of individuals, especially a lot of sisters who who do that. But, uh, you know, that's been this week's episode of the Great Liberators radio show slash podcast. Um, You can find us on YouTube at the Great Liberators. You can find us on Facebook at the Great Liberators radio show. Um, You know, y'all know what it is. But hold on, before I say that, Remy, what we got next week what we, what we're going to be talking about next week okay so next week i think we're going to be talking about um the african land grab you know yeah. how basically yeah. south africans are taking their property back yeah. from white you know from the white africans and it's causing a big yeah. uproar it, so right right yeah it, 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 now they want to sit down and cry cry me a river man you know what i'm saying Give the shit back. We want our, we want our, you know, we want our shit back, man. Give it back. You know what I'm saying? It's not your land, right. man. You know, you had a short, you had a nice, just stay on there for the time being. Now it's time to give it up. You know, so hopefully though, you know, the, the South African brothers and sisters stand strong and see that and see it through to the end and take back what's what's rightfully yours. Then maybe they can open up some of that, you know, land to some. Um, you know, some brothers and sisters here that can that can immigrate over there, migrate over there, and, and get some of that land. Take that shit from their ass. They'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? You know, the 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 go back to the caves. You know, you know to the caves of Europe. You know, they they, they there. We'll leave a light on for you. How that how that motel commercial say? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? The caves of Europe is, is open. We'll leave the light on for you. Take your ass back home. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's been um, this week's episode of the Great Liberators Radio Show uh, with your host, Mary Brown, the one and only, of course, uh, the adorable Remy Norris and the chaotic chaos rain that brother he chaos always got some type of kind of some type of noise in his background or something man i see why it's called i see why he calls himself chaos rain but y'all know what it is man make black america great again or die trying good night everybody good night Thank you for listening to The Great Liberator, hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Until next time.